Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. So today's episode is going to be a little bit more personal and that is kind of what my intention was when I started this channel, the Thought Spot podcast, is on my TikTok, I feel like I talk more about advice for people or like mental health topics for people to follow along. But for the Thought Spot podcast, this is kind of where I could talk more about myself, my personal life, my journey for anyone who resonates or is interested in it. And so on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my recent autism diagnosis. This is something that I still am unpacking and processing, but I thought I wanted to get on here and begin that process of unpacking and processing by just talking about it. So I guess we'll see how this episode turns out. I don't want to make it too long because I plan on making more episodes about my autism and my autism journey moving forward. And so I want to make a lot of small videos that are more specific. For example, like past jobs that I've had that I liked or didn't like, issues that I had with socialization throughout my life, and different masks I picked up along the way as well, how I was in relationships. You know, all of these very specific subtopics in the realm of autism and how that affects a woman is something I definitely wanna delve deeper into in my channel and reflect on with you guys. So if that's something that you want to navigate with me and follow along, please subscribe to my channel. I guess we shall uncover and reflect on my life together when it comes to this new diagnosis. So with that being said, get yourself some coffee or tea. I have some oolong tea right here. Get comfortable and let's dive into this topic together. To start off, I just want to say that I never considered I was autistic. I never even thought about it until a few months ago. And I kind of want to get into that a little bit. Ironically speaking, I did work in ABA therapy for like a year. It was not a good experience. I loved working with autistic kids but I didn't necessarily like the context of the job itself and the people I was working with outside of the kids. So like other teachers, other adults, and I will get into that in another video cause boy oh boy is that a story in and of itself. But I always knew that I was different, but I didn't know it was because of the autism. And I just couldn't seem to figure out why I always felt like I was out of place, why I couldn't seem to fit in even if I tried really hard. And that's probably part of my autism is not being able to figure that out or else if I had those answers, I would be able to fit in a lot better and smoother, right? I always knew there, there was something wrong in a sense where my executive dysfunction was really, really bad. And that's something I was getting more familiar with during quarantine because I no longer had a very specific structure to follow when it came to showing up to your job and stuff like that. And so when quarantine hit, my executive dysfunction got so much worse to the point where I began 
Not being able to maintain life in general, there was no order. I felt like I couldn't even schedule a doctor's appointment. It was just like I had all these things in my head that I knew had to be addressed, but I couldn't really see what those things were and how to even put them in order. And I'm sure a lot of people out there who are neurodivergent, whether that's autistic or um, ADHD, you guys will be able to relate to that. You just kind of feel like you're floating around and you're trying to grasp onto things to ground yourself, but you can't seem to do it. And so I was kind of losing myself in that. And Ironically, I started getting into TikTok when quarantine hit and I started to get my For You page to be very specific and I started to see a lot of ADHD content. This is why I love platforms like TikTok and even YouTube. When it's used the right way, when it's used consciously and intentionally, it could be very, very healing and helpful for people out there who are looking to learn more about themselves and to continue with their healing journey. Luckily, I started to see a lot of amazing creators out there talking about their ADHD and their symptoms and how it presents in them. And I found myself relating very, very deeply to these videos. And that's when I started to hyper-focus and deep dive into ADHD. And so I just knew after reading and doing the research that this is what I had and was undiagnosed and went untreated. And so it was a goal of mine to get diagnosed and get treated and to start putting my life back together in an orderly way. That process was not easy. Um, I went to a private company to speed up the process of the diagnosis because some of my friends got lost in that process because they were getting pushed back and forth from like five different psychiatrists and psychologists and they were never diagnosed and I knew that I would struggle with that and I didn't want to deal with it so I paid out of pocket a couple hundred dollars to get assessed by a private company and they were supposed to give me a diagnosis by the end of the assessment if not in the second assessment. I didn't have a good experience with them, long story short. Perhaps I'll make a longer video about my diagnosis experiences with ADHD and autism, but long story short, the woman tried to tell me that she didn't believe I had ADHD and that she believed that I had borderline personality disorder. And I was familiar with borderline. I've done the research. I genuinely did not resonate with that diagnosis. And she could not even explain to me why she thought I had borderline rather than ADHD. So that made me that much more upset because it would be different if she explained to me in detail why she thought I had borderline, but she couldn't. She just said that some of my answers indicated some sort of issues with mood and personality issues and so that is more so borderline rather than ADHD. I was really upset with it. I actually spoke to her supervisor about that experience because I felt like navigating this realm is very difficult and if you're a mental health professional and you're not careful about it, it could really 
affects someone's life, especially when it involves medication. So many women are misdiagnosed with borderline personality disorder or bipolar, when in reality they have undiagnosed and untreated ADHD and or autism. This is why it's so important for people like me and other people I've watched on social media to talk about their stories because obviously the more experiences you put out there, I sound like a broken record, but I will stand by this hill forever. But the more experiences that are put out there, the more information others have to use at their disposal so that they could advocate for themselves. If I didn't have the knowledge I had through the internet, and if I didn't have my own discernment, I would have probably been misdiagnosed with borderline. I probably would have been put on the wrong medication and God knows what that would do to my health and my mental health. I know way too many people and women who have been misdiagnosed and been put on the wrong medication and that actually ends up worsening their lives and their mental health. I knew I didn't have borderline. I tried to give myself time to really process it and objectively see if that is something I may have, but for some reason I didn't want to accept. Even when I evaluated those symptoms with no emotions attached to it, I still came to the conclusion that I did not resonate with borderline. And maybe I'll go into why in another video, like what the differences are between borderline and autism, why they're mistaken for each other, why women are misdiagnosed with borderline, and why I personally didn't resonate with borderline. Basically, I went and sought a second opinion. I went to see a psychiatrist and she evaluated me for two hours. It took two sessions for her to finally fully assess me and diagnose me formally with ADHD. And since then, she began a treatment plan for me. It has completely changed my life in so many ways. I feel like I'm a completely different person when I am finally getting my ADHD treated because I no longer struggle with executive dysfunction. Those out there with ADHD will know how bad executive dysfunction is. It almost affects who you are as a person because especially as an adult you have so many things you have to maintain not just logistically but within relationships and your life in general and executive dysfunction doesn't allow you to do all of that so it really just can make someone feel very very hopeless and depressed and Imagine like finally being able to get your shit together basically not have to feel like every day is a struggle and you're just able to wake up and get things done. Be happy with how you are able to maintain and manage your life. The funny and interesting thing is, is that as I started getting the, my medications more and more right for myself and my ADHD was really managed well, I began to notice a lot of different changes in myself and how I did things. Hindsight 2020, now I know that when I got my ADHD addressed and treated, a lot of my autistic traits started to come out more. It's interesting to reflect on this because now after the formal diagnosis of autism as well, I'm able to see that throughout my life, my ADHD symptoms were actually masking my autistic symptoms because ADHD traits have a lot of overlapping symptoms with autism but a lot of those traits are also very opposite of autism like kind of making impulsive decisions not being able to maintain a sense of routine whereas autism is like the rigidity and need for routine and can't veer away from it now that I was treated for my ADHD I 
began to notice I was very rigid now. I really needed to do certain things every day in a specific way. And if I wasn't able to do it in that specific way, I would feel very, very uncomfortable and overwhelmed. I could probably get into all of my specific autistic traits in another video, because I don't want this video to be too long, but a lot of my autistic traits started to come out more. And thankfully I'm in a loving and healthy relationship. So my partner was able to also respectfully point out those changes as well and say like, hey, you're acting like this or you're doing this. And it's not to make me feel bad about it, but it's almost like a mirroring to try to reflect back to me the change of my demeanor and how I did things. And that helped me become aware more quickly as to, oh, like maybe there's something more there that now I have to discover. What led me to begin thinking about the possibility of me being autistic is a few things. One, as I said, I was getting treated for my ADHD and so my personality and the way I did things almost started to shift. And now I was a lot more rigid and I really, really needed those routines. I couldn't veer away from it without feeling extremely uncomfortable. It's not that I couldn't veer away from my routine and how I did things, which was very specific. It's just that I would feel extremely uncomfortable and overwhelmed if I did. Another thing that helped me begin to contemplate the possibility of autism is this amazing, amazing creator. And I'm gonna shout her out right now. I could link her Instagram and her TikTok down below because I really love her content and it's ND Wellness and her name is Lena. She is also autistic. She also has ADHD. And something very important to me is that she is also an Asian woman. I originally followed her because I related to her ADHD videos, but she would also make videos about her autism. And so I would watch her autism videos, not with the intention of being like, trying to figure out if I'm also autistic, but I would just so happen to watch her autistic videos and found myself really deeply relating to a lot of her experiences and her traits. And that's when, again, I got hyper-focused and deep dove into researching autism. And this part is hard because a lot of the studies and articles out there about autism is very specific towards the symptoms and traits of autistic children. So you rarely get to read and see information about how autism presents in adults, especially adults who learn how to mask. Thankfully, there's creators out there that are autistic women and they talk about their experiences and their autistic traits online. If it wasn't for these women, I will list some of them below. I would have not been here today with the diagnosis of autism and I don't know what my life would have been like if I went through most of it or all of it without this diagnosis because this diagnosis will for sure make a huge change in my life. It has already in regards to understanding myself and finding ways to live life in a way that works for me rather than making me feel extremely uncomfortable and overwhelmed and feeling like it's my fault for not being able to live life correctly or live life like other people would. So now that I had the information and research I needed from other autistic women online, I 
began to allow myself to unmask. So I kind of experimented. I let myself for the next few months begin to unmask. I allowed myself to stim. I allowed myself to get overstimulated and to have those meltdowns or to need to release somehow through stimming. I also allowed myself to be nonverbal when I really needed it. And this phase of unmasking that took like a couple months, I would say I was unmasking slowly for five months. I began to see that the quality of my life and my mental health changed drastically. And this is also when my partner began to point out how different I am when I am unmasking. So after realizing that I'm most likely also autistic and that I was undiagnosed, up until this point, I made it a goal of mine to find someone that was able to assess me and diagnose me. I don't know if there was even a treatment plan that could happen. That wasn't my intention. My intention was more so to get the diagnosis and learn more about myself. I brought up autism to my psychiatrist and that conversation did not go well. I think I will make a separate video talking more detail about that. But long story short, it didn't go well and I actually was so uncomfortable with that interaction that I, I stopped seeing that psychiatrist immediately and found a different psychiatrist, which thankfully I love a lot more anyways, so I'm kind of thankful for that interaction. What I learned from that experience is if you suspect you have autism, please do not bring it up to a psychiatrist. That is not the person you want to be talking about in regards to autism specifically because they are not well-versed in that topic. Autism is more of a neuropsychological topic and it, it covers more so your behaviors rather than like needing medication, if that makes sense. After the bad experience with my psychiatrist, I knew that the direction I needed to go to in regards to getting assessed for autism was to find a psychologist that specializes in doing these autism assessments specifically for adults because it's hard to find someone who checks all these boxes. I could not find anyone in my area that was able to do an assessment for autism for adults. The closest thing I could find was an autism clinic two hours away and their wait list was one year. I just was like, I don't know if I could wait that long. I put my name on the wait list anyways, just in case I couldn't find anything in the meantime, but that was one option. I also found a psychologist specializing in assessments in autism five hours away. He was able to see me pretty much immediately, but the thing was, is I had to go see him in person and he's five hours away. And so I kind of had to make these decisions myself and think what is most important to me. Another thing is he didn't take my insurance, so I would have had to pay out of pocket. Getting assessed for autism is not cheap. It costs a couple hundred dollars, if not a couple thousand dollars. And so I was not in the right place to be able to just drop that money to get the assessment. I kind of had to weigh out my options. I had a telephone consultation with this doctor five hours away just to see if it was even worth pursuing. He gave me like an initial assessment. He also did like a short little interview of me 
And basically at the end of the consultation, he told me that I definitely was qualified to be assessed for autism. That's something that he thinks that would be worth doing for me because he saw autistic traits. Thankfully, this doctor was very, very, very empathetic, which I'm always very surprised when I come across doctors who are empathetic because I've come across so many asshole doctors who gaslight me and discount me and demean me. But this doctor was so empathetic, so validating, gentle, and reassuring. And he even at the end of the call mentioned my insurance and he said, I see that I don't cover your insurance. Can I offer a suggestion for you as to what you can do to get my services covered? And I'm gonna share that with you guys because I know it will help someone as it did help me. He suggested to me to get a single case agreement from my insurance. What that is, is that you basically have your doctor submit a single case agreement to your insurance. And what it does is it tells your insurance that you need to get this medical assessment done and that it's necessary, but it's not covered. And so therefore, for your insurance to make an exception and to cover a provider that's not in network with them. Him and his assistant were able to submit a single case agreement plan to my insurance and they approved of it. And so they approved of multiple different sessions with this doctor and they pay for it so that I don't have to pay for it. This is an option for those out there who cannot find a psychologist that is covered by their insurance and they really need to get assessed for autism. That's something that has worked with me, so therefore I'm sure it will work for you guys. And as my doctor said, it has worked for a lot of his other patients in the past, so there's no reason why it shouldn't work for you. You just have to go for it and advocate for yourself and get that shit covered. But yes, I sorted everything out with my insurance. I got those sessions covered. I didn't have to pay for any of it. And now I just had to schedule the assessment, the day and time for it, and make the trip out to get it done. So I drove out to the location of this doctor three days ago, and the assessment itself took four hours. By the end of the assessment, the doctor told me, you are definitely autistic. That He said that I had level one autism because technically referred to as Asperger's in the past, but since that is no longer in the DSM-5, there's only levels of autism now, I believe. There's level one, two, and three, and he said that I was level one. He told me that he would take three to four weeks to write an official full report, and that when he was done, he would reach out to me again to schedule an appointment so that he could go over that full report with me, and that during this call, he encouraged me to have my partner and any other loved ones on the call so that while he was explaining my report to me, what my autistic traits were and what it looked like that the people in my life would be able to sit in and listen and learn about me to make interactions and understanding me easier for them. So kind of like improving the quality of relationships and how they functioned with the people in my life. And so I'm planning on having my partner and my mom listen in on the call when I have it with the doctor. I am just looking forward to hearing his full report, his full analysis. He didn't really go that much into it at all during the session because it was already overtime. He suspected that it would take me two hours to get fully assessed, but it ended up taking four hours. But yeah, here I am today 
diagnosed with three different things that I wasn't diagnosed with at the beginning of this year. That is endometriosis, that is ADHD, and now that is autism. And I do not feel bad. I do not feel ashamed. I I do not feel less than. I feel relieved. I feel free. I feel a sense of being able to let go of a lot of these thoughts of me being less than or confused as to why I couldn't do things a certain way. I feel like I understand myself more. I feel like I empathize for myself a lot more. And I feel very motivated and encouraged to continue to figure out who I am outside of these masks that I was forcing myself to continue to uphold. I'm taking this news this way because I've had some time to process that I was most likely autistic. So even before I was formally diagnosed, I had already kind of known innately that I was autistic, even without the formal diagnosis. And so I already had time to kind of mourn my life before the diagnosis like all those times where I felt such alienation from other people and felt like there was something wrong with me I was able to let those things go I was able to let go of those moments where I was bullied by other people for being different and let go of that feeling of I just maybe I'm just there's something not right. I was also able to kind of let go of this resentment that I had felt when I reflected on the people who would bully me and alienate me throughout my life. A lot of women, sadly, and I will probably talk about that as well in another video, but there was a lot of women throughout my life that would bully me and alienate me because I wasn't something that they were used to. I reflected on the fact that it has to do with the fact that I am autistic. And at first when I reflected on this, I felt a sense of anger because I just thought about not only myself, but other women out there who are autistic that were shunned for being them. I just felt like, why is society built in this way where we shun people for being different? Why do we want to encourage people to be exact replicas of each other? But before I get on that tangent, I was able to kind of like let go of that anger that came up because there's nothing I could do about that now, you know? I could just move forward with this knowledge, use it to my advantage in order to improve the quality of my life and to no longer feel like I have to fit in those confines of what is normal. I already knew I couldn't do that, but now I can really fully embrace it. So before I always knew that I couldn't really be normal and fit in and I allowed myself to not fit in, but I would always feel this sense of like, ugh, I don't know if that's something that has to do with like me missing something, but now I could fully embrace like I'm different and it's because I'm autistic and that's totally okay. And I know that there's people out there who will embrace me regardless of my differences. And thankfully I do have people in my life who embrace me despite being different. And that's something that I have come to terms with a long time ago. If there's 300 people in the room, I know I am going to be rejected by probably 299 of them. But there is always that one person that is willing to give me time 
their energy and is willing to get to know me and understand me for who I am. If it wasn't for those people in my life, I don't know where my self-esteem would be. Luckily, I have met really amazing people who accepted me for who I am and gave me a chance to see who I am and see that that person was worthwhile and amazing and interesting and worth loving and had a lot to offer them as well. I think that's all I really wanted to reflect on in today's video. I will continue to speak about my autism very openly because I am not ashamed. I'm very proud. I am very, very, very proud to be an autistic woman. I am very thankful and grateful that I was diagnosed at a fairly early age, at the age of 25. But if you're curious about any of the things I talk about, whether that's mental health, whether that's feminism, whether that's endometriosis, ADHD, and now autism, please subscribe to my channel, join my little community that's being built, and look forward to more videos about autism. I'm going to really dive deep, you guys. If you find yourself being different than most people around you, I hope that you watch this video and you feel like it's okay to be different. I hope you feel like there's no need to try to fit in. I hope you feel like there's nothing wrong with you. And I hope that you allow yourself to embrace yourself for who you are and that you begin to attract people into your life that will also embrace you for who you are. Because there are people like that out there who are not afraid of those who are different. And to those people out there who don't necessarily struggle with it, I hope you listen to this and you are more open to embracing those who are different. I hope you don't follow along with other people when it comes to alienating or shunning those who are different. I hope you give those people a chance because you never know what they might be struggling with. Let's try to encourage each other and embrace each other rather than, you know, shunning each other for our differences and trying to make someone feel less than and perpetuating trauma responses and the cycle of trauma to recycle itself through us. Let's try to break that cycle and be more loving and empathetic and accepting. But yeah, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for being yourself. Thank you for listening and following along on my journey. I will see you guys on next week's video. Bye.